welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation, Christy Bear Blues blog. I'm the one P Sharp with the guys. Man in the wing once again. This is everybody's favorite corner man. This is your guy Trevor. Waiting on that mass contract since we in the midst of free agency right now. So, but what's good, everybody? <laughs> it's your boy Sheedy, man. It's, it's really me. I'm just trying to see how many draft picks OKC would give up for me at, at this point in age. But I can rebound. I can tell you that and make a shot and make more than three points a game, Nicholas Platoon. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know me, man. I'm back screening right now, but you know what I'm saying? Tev Shakir holding down in the paint, what I do best. I may step out and hit the occasional three, but best believe I'm going to get a block or two. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm the point guard, as always, and talking about Grizzlies today. So, first we'll start with the draft. So, we start off tonight with the number 40th pick. Ended tonight with two draft picks. We traded up to get Desmond Bain with a trade that finally got finalized. Uh, this recording comes out on Monday. We are recording on Friday. So, actually, on Friday, which is the day that we are recording, was the day that the trade finally got finalized with the Boston Celtics and three team trade, Boston and Portland. We are getting back the third pick, which we took Desmond Bain from TCU, 40% three point shooter with, and Mario Hazonia. And well, in this counter, it's going from Boston to Portland, and Boston is getting a future pick from draft considerations from us. They haven't announced what the pick is. So, and also another trade, we traded our number 40 pick and a future second, 2022 second, to be a Zach for pick number 35, which we took Xavier Tillman from Michigan State, big man, former teammate, uh, not just former teammate, but best friend of Jaron Jackson Jr., who Jared Jackson was the best man at his wedding. So, what y'all thoughts on the Grizzlies draft night? Well, if I could start, I definitely would have to applaud the Memphis Grizzlies for uh, their efforts on draft night. For most of the night, they were relatively quiet, which was one thing that I was definitely proud of because I'm pretty sure a lot of us uh, during the Chris Wallace era would have expected some dumb move to be pulled off on draft night. Uh, Going up to get Desmond Desmond Bain at the end of the first round was huge for Memphis because definitely going to need some shooting, some spacing on the floor, and Desmond Bain does bring you that. Uh, He shot 44% from three. That's 44% from three uh, last season. Um, Career for his career, he shot around 40%, which is exactly something you're going to need, especially with uh, Jai at the helm, with Jaron eventually getting back. Um, You need somebody that's going to help stretch the floor, and he can also run and play defense as well. Uh, The pick for for Xavier Tillman, Perfect pick. Purse is a personnel pick, and I also feel that he's going to be a nice defensive anchor potentially for the Grizzlies. Uh, for those who don't know, he was 13-11. and 11. His uh, last season at Michigan State was Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, second team all Big Ten. Like, everything is there. Uh, he's trying to model his game after Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors. Um, I just need him to be that defensive anchor, per se similar to Draymond. So uh, kudos to the Grizzlies for uh, going to get the two picks that they got without giving up too much. And uh, we'll see how Mario Hazana fits, Hazania fits in or Super Mario as his nickname goes by. So that's my take. Yeah, I see uh, Tuke's got the Bane man um, 
for his name. So I'm going to let him really discuss more about Bain. I was really sold on Xavier uh, Tillman. Um, I think this front office staff has done a fantastic job uh, of not only just drafting, but um, also just trading to get what is needed. Um, you're building a culture around the J's, right? Uh, Jai and Triple J. Um, and so this is just key right here to me. Xavier Tillman, to me, again, I think one is chemistry um, that he provides that we don't really like talk about. Um, at all um, in the sports, but also like as you look and thank you, Trevor, for pulling out those stats about you know second team, all Big Ten, all defense, stuff like that. You look at his career; he's just gotten better every single season uh, under Tom Izzo, and you love to see that. Um, a guy that's been there three years um, and had an opportunity to grow uh, within a uh, to me one of the better programs in the Big Ten for sure. I'm not going to call it one of the best in the nation. Um, I think the Big Ten has a little bit more to go, but definitely one of the better programs, but better one, one of the better coaches uh, to learn from as well. Um, this draft was what John needed to see. I think Triple J needed to see just as a foundation to set further. Uh, Brandon Clark, um, that was also huge to get him last year, but you know we're setting them up for success to stay with us for the long term. Um, this is just a growing core that I love to see. Excellent job and kudos to what the Grizzlies have right now and what they're growing to be. Okay, so I go. Um, I loved everything about it. Yeah, first round pick. Trade up to get in the first round, the very end of the first round. I wanted shooting. That's the thing I could do exactly that. Exactly that. Saw the video of him hitting 43 straight threes. I don't think we've ever, I mean, I guess my, Mike Miller. <laughs> it's, been a long, it's been a while since I've seen someone in Grisha Jersey that could do something like that. So let's go. Got uh, like a uh, two sustain bang, man. And Xavier Tillman, I do like the presence, the toughness he brings. Uh, him and Triple J's play together. So that's the chemistry portion that we can expect. And as well as the undrafted free agents. Uh, we signed Killian Tilly from Gonzaga. And I really did like him at Gonzaga. But the problem is, was he stay hurt? That's the reason he won undrafted. He's really a lottery talent. So I think he was projected to go lottery after his sophomore year, but he got kept getting hurt. So if he could just happen, and it's like we always get people to stay hurt, but he's he's undrafted, so there's a no, you know, low risk. But if he happens to stay healthy, that's like a, you know, we done, we done really did something for real. And he can shoot as well. He's a big man that can shoot. I think he's going to, it's probably going to be sent to the hustle. And we're probably yep. going to take a look at him and see where he's at. And things don't pan out well, potentially with Tillman, basically. Um, it's a good chance he may be called up. But I, I expect uh, Tillman to be with the hustle for most, if not all of this upcoming season. Yep, they signed him to a two-way, but uh, pretty much he's ended. John, they declined the option on John T. Porter. So, Frank Antilla, I think, ended John T. Porter pretty much. Frank Bain definitely ended Marco Guderi. Uh, and possibly, and we'll get to it in a second, Anthony Melton, but we get to that in a second. We're getting with Bain. We're getting an actual shooter. I think part of our history with the Grizz outside of Mike Miller, uh, we've had all these great scores that we've tried to turn into shooters, and it just hasn't panned out. And that is definitely the case with my career. Uh, I do believe that he's completely outside of his element as the starting uh, two guard, being asked to be that spot up shooter, which I think he's more than capable of doing. But I believe he serves best in the role 
where he could just come in and just be himself and just have coach tell him, hey, Dylan, we need you to put the ball in the basket. That's all we need you to do. And I think that's a better role, more suited for Dylan. But with Bain, I think we get an actual shooter, like someone that can spot up, doesn't really need the ball, can create his own offense here and there, but you would much rather have him. Like I said, he shot 44% his senior year, 40% for his career from the three-point line. That's something that you can definitely utilize. And just like like you said, stick him in the corner or have him make those threes in transition. Yeah, and just so I'm, I want to make sure I, I didn't say anything about Bam because I wanted I know everybody else would, um, and I'm definitely completely sold on him. I think he is, um, like I said, another besides some another gym in the draft, maybe like a more of a, a Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson type of deal, um, coming from me as a Heat, right? Uh, um, I love to see those things, but Bain's his repertoire and how he can shoot the ball is going to be clutch for uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, and that also makes us think about. I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but like how would the rotation look? as well um, for the upcoming season, like who starts, who doesn't, um, and how do we fill out these lineups? And another thing, sorry about that, y'all. Um, another thing about Tillman is the fact that he's very compared to like a Draymond Green type. And I know it's kind of weird to say that because they both came from Michigan State. But if you look at their game, you know, Tillman's like not the most athletic, you know, uh, guard uh, for And I think he's like, Twitter name is like Ricky Ducker or something like that. So that should let y'all know, you know, what's expected from him athletic-wise. But when you look at what he can do, he can hit the open three. He can get the ball and get things rolling down transition. And we talk about Jaren's weakness being and rebounding. I think if you put his Spartan brother next to him, I think he'll get a lot better and they can have that cohesiveness and that paint to be able to, you know, lock things down. But so I'm getting like definitely Draymond Green, PJ Tucker vibes, which is a, a compliment to him. Yep, yep. So we'll move forward for that. First off, shout out to uh, the Memphis Zoo for naming the new baby Giraffe, Giraffe. Um, Kind of corny, but I mean, it, it matches giraffe, giraffe. I mean, it's cold. Is is there? <laughs> Would it be, is that is that better than John Moraff though? I think John yeah. Moraff hit though. John Moraff hit. Yeah, John Moraff would have been better. That would be John Moraff would have been better. Yeah, that would be cold. But yeah, moving on. Um, after the draft, Zach Kleinman did mention about the injuries of both Karen Jackson Jr. and Justice Winslow. They won't both will not be available to start the season. And we are expecting Justice Winslow to actually come back before Triple J. He said Justice Winslow should be available sometime in the beginning of the season. He probably will even participate in training camp. They just gonna work him back slowly. Otherwise, Triple J is out for a while. No timetable, a while. So what are your thoughts? So um I think of course us bringing both of them back completely healthy would do the trick, but I don't rush them. Like, I know a lot of Grizz fans are telling me, oh, how you a Grizz fan and you don't want us to succeed? Trust me, I want us to succeed, but I also want us to possibly get back in the lottery next season. Like, when you think about everything that the Grizz have, we're literally a key part away from really contending in a couple of years, and we won't get many free agents unless we get, like, a badass and need another home, like Zebo or TA or something like that. But as far as, like, really developing the talent that we got, like, the front office is doing an amazing job. And I think if you can add a top five pick to what we have going on, it make us that much dangerous, you know, going down the line, you know, two, three, four, 
years down the line when we're really trying to compete for a championship. So I think, of course, for now, get them healthy, get their minds right, you know what I'm saying? But no rush at all, especially, like, if we can get Jaron back at, you know, the halfway season point, as long as John and everybody else is progressing the way that they're supposed to be, I can't be a Matt Grizz fan. Yeah, for me, this is climbing, basically letting everyone know that this whole process is going to be a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, I believe climbing, upon realizing everything that's transpiring now with the rest with the rest of the Western Conference, ah, it's a tongue twister. I believe he's going to bring Justice and 3J back slowly because I, in his mind, he believes that maybe Memphis can still potentially have a spot, uh, potential spot in the playoffs. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Houston at this point. Oklahoma City is looking for a rebuild. Golden State is coming back, but who knows where they're going to be now that Clay Thompson is going to be out yet again for the entire season. Portland's getting better, so you expect them to move up. Phoenix potentially could be a top five team as well. So I believe this climate is just saying, hey, we're not going to rush these guys back. We're going to bring them back when they, what they can. I believe if they're close and they could potentially go for a spot in the playoffs, I believe they do so, but I don't think they're going to rush them back. Just like Tu said, I believe Kleiman is also looking to potentially be in the lottery again if things doesn't work out. But if it's there, go for it. But don't rush 3J back when you don't have to. Yeah, love the quote about the marathon, not the sprint. Um, it just goes to the culture that it is here in Memphis. It's the grit and grind that it is. Um, you mentioned like OKC. Um, if you look at just the playoff teams uh, from just this past season, which felt like it was just last week or last month, um, OKC is definitely going to be sliding out. Um, and I think you definitely do emerge Phoenix in because they were a game or two away um, this last season. Um, and then the Grizzlies as well were a game away uh, from there. So you don't rush what we have. Um, but you hope, you know, Triple J does get back and, and healthy pretty quickly, so to speak, um, and find his, not even just his chemistry, but just how to play back on court for everyone else. Uh, but that also just puts a lot on, on Josh's shoulders. Um, and so I look forward to how he will even how he will go to prove that he should have been the unanimous rookie of the year last season um, and then prove it on the court this upcoming season and doing this without um, his other star. Um, I look to JV to step up too, um, for this, um, to really have a better season and get more minutes. I still don't understand what was going on there, but you know maybe they saw something that I didn't clearly. I'm not the coach of the Grizzlies, uh, nor a head coach for anybody uh, professionally. Uh, but again, I think this is really a step up for Ja um, to develop even more and faster as a point guard, uh, bring Triple J back when it's time. As a Heat fan, I didn't see the tea leaves about uh, Justice Winslow and injuries. Um, and so you, he's a good talent when he's healthy, uh, but it, it hurts you when he's down. He's really down. Um, I don't remember injury where he was out less than, I would say, four to five weeks um, his entire career. So he is injury prone. Um, but the return on his investment is very decent if he is on the court, again, with those lineup changes. Yeah, I agree with all of y'all sentiments. Uh, of course, I prefer to win and get in the playoffs. Uh, it'd be nice to get a lottery, but I know if Katon losing, especially young teams, because you can look at Atlanta Hawks, look at Phoenix before now when they finally make trade with Chris Powell. Like, they went a lottery for years, so – I, I don't normally condone it, but in this case, we do have two rising stars, and make sure you got Jaden Green coming out. So, we could afford to get a lot of room once I after that. Uh, not again. <laughs> but um, dealing with the injuries, 
Justice, like we said, I'm, I'm actually a little glad that it sounds like he can come back sooner. So the sooner we can actually see him and see how he mesh with the team and stuff. Hopefully his injury is okay. I mean, he didn't have surgery or had anything done with the heel. So I was just hoping it's not, you know, structural, anything structurally wrong. Knowing him with his injury history, get a little afraid on that, but maybe we have to, we'll just see what happens. Jay starting to get a little worried about him being injury prone. Uh, I know he missed the rest of his rookie year, the second half of it. Part of it, I think the Grizzlies held him out. If they were bound for a playoff spot or something, he would have been playing. But then this past year, got hurt again. Now he missed the beginning of this season with that injury. It's kind of teetering. Maybe he could be injury prone, but not, I'm not going to go there yet. But hopefully it's, uh, you know what I'm saying, just take it slow. Get him back both here safely, and you'll be ready to roll. Yeah, I do believe, like, if they bring those two along slowly, um, as I just mentioned earlier, with all the potential playoff teams that are going to be out um, this year, as opposed as they were, as opposed to this past season, they may still be there. There's still an opportunity they could still get the AC if they bring them along slowly. Like, there's really no need to rush rush those two back at all. So, for that, move on to free agency that has started. So, by the time this episode gets released, these players might have already signed somewhere that I'm about to mention. But first up, let's give an update on Mr. Josh Jackson. He's officially gone. He signed with Detroit Pistons. We pretty much knew the writing was on the wall after the bubble. And the drafting of Bain definitely solidified his fate. Um, and I guess any thoughts y'all think just on the signing, him signing with the Pistons? Farewell. Um, I... <laughs> we were hoping to see more development out of Josh um, here with us, and and I was I personally was hoping to see him kind of revitalize his you know being a lottery pick and improving himself right, um, and others wrong like Phoenix. Um, however, he is going back home, so to speak, in the area uh, with Detroit. Um, we'll see how that works for him. Sometimes you know a change, another change of scenery is good, but you know being at home is different too. Um, and so hopefully, you know, I wish the best of luck for anybody. Um, and so hopefully, you know, he does do well there in Detroit. Um, Detroit is playing for a lottery slot at this point. Um, and so we'll see what that does for Josh. Yeah, for me, for Josh, I believe it's more so, as she did just put it, a change of scenery, a second change of scenery, but as well as just having an opportunity. Um, I do wish Josh Jackson the best. Um, I'm not willing to give up on him just yet as being a productive player in the league. Um, hopefully, Dwayne Casey will find some minutes for him, put him in a rotation, maybe even in the starting lineup, because who knows who's going to suit up for the Pistons this year. Uh, everyone that's playing center plus Blake Griffin at this point and Killian Hayes, who they drafted. Uh, but I wish Josh the best, and um, hopefully we get to see something from him because, like I said, I'm not willing to give up on him just yet. I hate that we really did get to experience Josh Jackson, you know what I'm saying, in the bubble. I think he really would have made us a lot better if you look at the games that, you know what I'm saying, our last games. I don't even think he played past five minutes in, like, the last four or five games. And I think that's an issue because I think he would have added the extra scoring, you know, to put us over the hump in a couple games. Um, But I definitely wish him a good luck. I definitely – 
I want him to succeed because he, he was a top five pick and the potential is definitely there. Um, with him being a hometown, you know what I'm saying, being playing for his hometown, I think that would be energizing. But it's all in, you know, Dwayne Casey's rotation and, you know, what kind of talent to be around him. So definitely uh, best luck uh, to Josh Jackson. But I don't think he got his, his, his time doing Memphis because, you know what I'm saying, we sent him to the G League and the expectation of him coming back. Then he came back and actually did a pretty decent job, you know, with the minutes that he was getting. Then the last few games, it was like, okay, we're going to drop him out of the rotation out of nowhere. And to me, that was kind of that was kind of whack. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get to see his full potential and see what he could have done for us when we, you know, needed that extra scoring. But like I said, it is what it is. And I, I really hope that he gets he makes the best of his next situation. Yeah, yes, indeed, man. Fairbrother Josh Jackson. I hope it's a good fit. Apparently, I guess the Grizzlies wasn't a good fit for Taylor Jenkins' system. That's apparently the reason he threw out the rotation. Um, so, hopefully, the Detroit system, Dwayne Case system fits him. Normally, I don't see good things happen from Detroit. So, I, <laughs> I just hope the best in that situation. But, like she just said, he's back home. Hopefully, Detroit can get it together. But, hey. Y'all just don't know. I have to explain this to my wife because she she really like wanting the the Pistons to do well. So all these like ridiculous moves, like I literally have to explain this to her. So which is not the greatest feeling in the world, especially with me being a decent basketball. Yeah, and I don't like you need the Pistons to sign Filet Mignon right now, <laughs> and, and they've been signing like ground shut. And that's that's all we're getting out of the Pistons right now. Yeah. Don't lie. We might as well sign just Leo Okafor. We already got hit up. Three of the four top players from that championship team. <laughs> Matter of fact, Quinn Cook just got cut. There we go. <laughs> just come on home. Huh? I, I honestly would. I, honestly, if the price is right, if we can get them for cheap, I would take a flyer on Quinn Cook. I mean, that's just as me. Uh, we need a third point guard. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, it should be cheap. How many minutes did he get? Yeah, he got a rain. He got a couple rains. He got a couple right. rains too. So yeah, we. A couple rains in a couple minutes. That's what he got. Hey, <laughs> and I'll take it though. I'll get take couple, it. Get a couple shots in the finals too. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Mm. I'm not gonna say what I'll Both times he went. <laughs> Y'all get all clear and cook, man. He be cooking. You know, the end of five minutes. <laughs> he be cooking. <laughs> but, I mean, so you, you call them instant noodles? You call them cup noodles now? Coming the Roman noodles. Roman noodles. Noodles and noodles. Roman noodles. Noodles and noodles. But like real talk though, it's a family affair, man. Like you got you got Brandon Clark, we signed Killian Tilly. Both of them played together at Gazaga. You got Jaron Jackson, you draft um, Xavier Tillman. Played together at Michigan State. You got John Morant. I've got the other guy's name, but he was close with y'all, played with him. They just signed him as an undrafted free agent. Okay, and I know you got, yeah, you got the two squad, but you know, Grayson Allen, Justice Winslow. Uh, who is uh, Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones. Jones. Uh-huh. Bring on Quinn Cook and <laughs> <laughs> that show will be the start five. At the, <laughs> the Duke start five. All they need to do is make grow their hair out and make it nappy again. We'll <laughs> right. Make it nappy. Goodness gracious. Make it nappy. <laughs> like if they pass on how to brush their hair. Like you have you seen it? You like have to. Nah, I mean, I just, know it's not. Yeah, just Google Duke Star Five. And <laughs> all five of them. All five of them. They got matching haircuts. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's go and go to the free agents that we still have remaining. DeAnthony Melton and John Conchar. 
I would assume, I don't know anybody we might be going after now, after the Mario Zonia trade or we keeping Zonia or whatever happens after that, but let's just focus on who we have. Melton Conchar. We signed their qualifying offers. So I expect Conchar back on a very small deal in the bench. Guy, get some rotation minutes when people get hurt. Solid. He showed me some things in the Lakers game this past season. Fine with it. I know most of the GBB family love him. So, y'all got any thoughts on John Conchar? Um, uh, I, you pretty I, much hit the nail on the head with Conchar. Um, he's a great rotational guy. Gets in, um, can fill in pretty nice when there's injuries afoot. Play some decent minutes. Um, kudos to him. He's getting a full NBA contract. So, shout out. Yeah, man, he's like a like that utility knife, man. You just you just put him in, and he's gonna take care of business when he needs to. Um, he's not gonna cause any ruckus in the locker room because the lack of minutes, stuff like that. Just a guy that's gonna come in and, and give you what you want, which again fits more or less the culture of the Grizzlies, right? Um, he's not not really gonna bad mouth go back and forth, man. I think he is a great fit. Um, definitely more of like third at his position, wherever his position will land. Um, but again, getting some, some time again throughout the season uh, with us. So I, I would prefer that one. And I think that's a great fit for us. When I think of him, I think of like Matt Bonner for San Antonio. Now I think, uh, of course, he never played like Matt Bonner pretty much played like center, stretch five type. And he's not dead, but and he can shoot, but he's not a center. He's like a small forward. Uh, Kind of like, wait, it's his true position. <laughs> so he kind of like a Steve Novak. Yeah, yeah, there so we go. I know the per- who the perfect player uh, uh, comparison? Uh-huh. Brian Cardinal. That, that was my next name. I was that was the next name I was going to wow. say. He's not going to play a lot of minutes, but he's going to hit the open oh. shot. He's going to hit all his free throws, and he's going to do what he can in the two, three minutes he plays. Perfect. That was perfect. Because I was thinking, man, perfect. by now, Brian Cardinal and uh, Brian Scalabrini, actually. Yeah. That was the What name did you just say, Trevor? What, what Did you say Steve Novak? I did. Like from the Knicks? Yes. Yeah, you can shoot that line. Movie Eddie? Yeah. Go try, go try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's okay. go to the the big target. Mr. Anthony Melton, who I'm hearing so many different contracts on, it's meant as much as 15 mil. Chris is better not. Um, but <laughs> as little as six mil. So, you know, we just drafted Bane. Still got Grayson Allen. Still got Dylan Brooks. It's a lot of shooting guards over there. What y'all think? If his qualifying offer, or if his offer, initial offer from other teams are anything 10 and up, you let them walk um, at this point. I feel that in the time in the bubble with Tyus out, uh, we got a chance to see what he could potentially have done uh, with Tyus out, which so kind of a few red flags kind of occurred for me um, as he was not able to slide over to that one spot to uh, initiate and run the offense. Things got a little tough for him uh, as far as him trying to create his offense. I'm not saying he's not good. He's actually pretty good. Um, But if you're hearing 15 mil for him at this point and you already have – you just drafted Bain. You have Dylan Brooks. You have Grayson Allen, who actually played well in the bubble and showed that he's capable of knocking down an open three. At this point, if I can keep him for 
less than 10 mil, I'm good. But if somebody want to pay 15 mil or 10 mil, 10 to 15 mil for Melton, hey, more power to you. Kudos. Yeah, I think you brought up an interesting point in regards to how I played in the bubble. We played in the bubble because of injuries, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of, not us, but um, others forget how much of a spark um, TJ is for us off the bench um, and what he can provide for us. Um, I'm going to go a little bit less um, than my corner man. I'm thinking anything north of $8 million to me yeah. um, is too much for him because of the expectations that we want him to do. Again, I think we, they – not us, right? But I think people just forget, again, what TJ was doing was bring out the events, the energy, and everything like that. Um, and so I have to have to let him go anything up north of $8 million. I'm going to go a little different, actually. I say the 8 is pretty good, but I wouldn't pay over twelve now. You know what I'm saying? Especially for a young team that's, you know what I'm saying, trying to get that groove. What Anthony Melton did for the Grizz was special, um, especially when you're playing D right now on Ja and then being able to take Ja off the court, you know what I'm saying, to get him going. It's like, I definitely love his game. He's worth $15 million that's, you know, projected that he could get, but I, I, I can't see or I don't want to see the Grizzlies put themselves in that kind of position to pay a, a very, very, very good role player $15 million. You know what I'm saying? So I think between 8 and 12, it'll, it'll be right on the head. I one goal with 12 though. I'm with you there, but I don't like Melton if he is going to have to slide over and run your offense. If he has to slide over and run your offense, which is one of his weaknesses, which we saw in the bubble, that that's bringing cause of pause for the red flag. And who knows what the health that uh, TJ is going to have once he comes back. And that's one of the things that made Melton like who he, who he is and made him so coveted was he was able to play at that off guard position and it was just providing the extra scoring punch off the bench and then just let tires run the offense. So, because he's not really your prototypical two guard size, which is like six five and up. Like he's he's a, he has the legit size of a point guard. So, with tires out and him having to run the offense, that's that's pretty much not a good look. And that's bringing a lot. Like I said, that that whole play in the bubble just brought red flags to me. So. I will. I did say anything above ten, but I'm actually gonna go with Sheedy here. Anything more than eight at this point, just just let him go. I don't. I don't think it's fair that we use the bubble to. I don't want to say count out DeAndre because I think the bubble actually helped his stock. But when Tyus Jones went, um, when Tyus Jones went out, I think that kind of hurt the Grizzlies' momentum and chemistry as a whole. Like that, having that leader in the second, you know, second rotation helps. You know, what I'm saying we look at the Denver Nuggets. The reason they were really successful was because they had a Monte Morris to come off the bench and run that offense. That's what Tyus Jones was, and not, of course, DeAnthony Melton couldn't run that offense, but he was the excellent running mate to Tyus Jones, who was running it. You know, what I'm saying he was able to play off ball. He was, you know, guarding the, the best player on the court, you know, best guard on the court at times. And I think those are intangibles that in this NBA, you do pay. You know what I'm saying? Especially if he's able to knock down a three. So, I've always been on the train if I want to pay him more than the mid-level exception, which is a mil. It's, now we drafted Desmond Vane. Of course, we're not sure. He's not sure locked to work out, but drafting him, you got three shooting guards now. Helm Brooks and Grayson Allen, who all can shoot. And DeAnthony Melton proved in the bubble. Yeah, it's a small sample size, but we know he can't play point guard at all. He can't be a combo guard. And he's six foot two. So we basically got a six foot two shooting guard 
he can keep better shooting, but as of now, his shooting is not great. Who's really, who's really, really good on defense with a bunch of other shooting guards that can shoot that he might take minutes from. So I don't mind breaking my back, but it's not, I'm not about to pay double digits for that. So I did see why I need to see in the bubble. If you need Tyus Jones to be productive, if it took that, then you're not worked. Double digits. Fair point. Fair point. Definitely fair point. And I like, I really like the Anthony Melton, but it's like, Mm-hmm. Got to be smart, especially after the trade, especially after the draft being bang. It's kind of like it's a, it's such a big law jam now to pay that much money. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah, because if you pay if you pay him twelve, then you got. I think to me, you pay ties more than that, and of course, Jaws only command the ultimate back as he should. Um, but we're not saying, I, and and I think we're all on the same page. We're not saying Melton is not a, a secure talent. I just don't think he's going to fit for what the Grizzlies have going right now as we compare and talk about the log jam that is the guard position um, right now with Memphis. Yep, yep. So, like I said, I don't know. I doubt any other free agents. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, something might happen by the time it's recording come out. So, <laughs> I'm sure we should have put, sure put that in the notes that we definitely recorded <laughs> on Friday. So, y'all got anything else? Time. I don't, I don't. <laughs> yep. All right, so the next time, man, remember, it's your boy, the YP Shark. Uh, Twitter handle, man, it's really shitty at it's really shitty. I, I don't really respond to tweets, but it's really shitty still. Uh, I don't know if you guys can hear me, but uh, things will sound choppy on my end. Sorry about that. Um, y'all guys can get at me on Twitter at the Art of Trevor. First letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's a preposition. Yes, sir. And make sure y'all follow your boy at Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff. Tab Shakir. Uh, Trev, you need to go on and change your name to Tunica Trevor, dog. You need to stop playing. You need to stop playing with your wifey emotions. Stop. Go on ahead and get us some money. You know what I'm saying? So y'all get y'all a bigger house and a bigger <laughs> lifestyle because you know as soon as you step in Tunica, you already know the vibes, dog. You know what's up. So stop playing with y'all lives, bro. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, follow our fifth member who couldn't make it tonight on the floor, Sky Lito. And remember to follow Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the other podcasts on the network Core Four Podcast, Three and D Podcast, and GBB Live. But that's what started by. Till next time. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving as well.